two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and listeners, thank you very much for joining and listening to On the Run with Sal. This is a show where I talk about running, philosophy, and a whole lot of anything. On this episode today, I'm going to be talking about philosophy, and I decided to actually break it down in two key points and two different videos. First video is going to be the question, what is philosophy? And then the second video is talking about the philosophies I personally relate to uh, in this life. Uh, the good thing is that I've experienced enough as a student, I've practiced enough to to acknowledge the development of those philosophies and in, in in a certain sense what they've shared with me has been relatable and has been noticeable in the world so that's exactly what i'm going to be talking about but let's get started on part one what is philosophy and the good thing is that i do have a couple notes right here and we'll start off with a very nice and simple question what is philosophy as i do write down here philosophy is the study of thought and wisdom about things in life, their nature, and reason for being, to try to understand their purpose. Uh, when, when we talk about philosophy, it's most of the time trying to understand the idea of what life is. But for me, the best way to actually understand the idea of what life is, you have to understand what 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 things are in this life uh, what is what what are those things that we have have to identify to try to understand and see their usefulness for us to actually use uh, i did actually mention in my first episode or episode 0 that to understand things about philosophy you have to divide them into four things you have to divide them into what you have to divide them into how who and why Right, because what is the, the the physical material of of something? What is the physical material of something? And it's very important to identify it as a thing that is outside of yourself. So that's that's the good way to start off. The functionality of it, how, is when you actually see its its utility, its its usage, its fulfillment of, of of its purpose right how it works it gives the meaning to what it is right and for us as human beings well the question who is a little bit extensive on the types of philosophy but in philosophy you mainly focus on on things including the self but I, I guess there's just many different branches of looking at how life actually presents the ideas, right? But the question that everybody knows in philosophy, and even when you take a philosophical course in, in college, in high school or in college, they always have that final exam that just has a simple question, why, right? And, uh, you know, the smart Alex, they always just answer why not, and then they get an A. And I mean, it, to a certain extent, it, it definitely does make sense because why or, or anything in philosophy has to be balanced right so the question why has to be balanced with its counterpart which is the opposite of why and obviously everybody writes why not so that that literally says why does this let's just say as an example why does this thing exist and the counterpart of it is why doesn't it exist because it because we notice that it exists that's the reason why we don't have to question that it exists 
And then we can get into the other questions of what is it, how does it work, and who who does it work for, right? Or uh, who does it benefit, or exact, or whatever the the extensiveness of what that question is, right? So uh, I, I want to get into a little bit more details on humanity and how we use philosophy, and we just use it in the sense of questioning things. Uh, as I mentioned, what they are, how they work, and, and, and why they're here. But more importantly than not, from our consciousness, as perceivers, we have to at least be curious enough to try to understand things and see if we can come up with a possible solution. So what I want to say about that is that if I ask you a question, you would like to know the answer to it. But if you don't know the answer to it, and I know the answer to it, then I have solved your problem of the, the the question that I presented to you and to a certain extent we want to correlate and see if we actually relate with our answers to see if we're both in agreement with it right it's it's, it's very important to interpret and share and come up to the agreement or disagreement of what things are how they work and why they are so let's just Use this example, very nice and simple. If I asked you, hey, why, why'd you wake up today? You're probably going to answer because I had to go to work. And I would then ask you the question, why'd you have to go to work? And then you'd answer because I have to make money. And then because I, you answer that you have to make money, I'd have to ask you, why do you have to make money? And then the next question or the next answer that you give me is specifically A, B, C, and D. And I say, why do you have to do A, B, C, and D? Right. So the, the 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 funniest thing is that humanity always has this why problem, which I call the problem of consciousness. If you're consciously aware of the functionality of life and how it affects you, you will try your best to the, the best of your ability to answer it with whatever philosophical. Well, not philosophical, but whatever action you have to find its potential answer. And then the repetition comes on the daily basis, kind of things. So, uh, I mean, that's that's our that's our innateness, that's our natural ability to to say, hey, you know what? This is what allows me to continue on in life, and I feel the sense of purpose. And philosophy, there's a lot of branching out of of different ide idealisms, and those those idealisms do affect every single person in their own unique manner so long as the person understands what they're trying to say and how they, it correlates, how it correlates to their relevance based on the experience that they've already had, based on the experience of life. If, if you, I mean, and just as myself as an example, if you were born in San Diego and raised in Mexico, but you would be crossing the border back and forth, back and forth, you're not going to understand what it feels like to live in a place in Asia like Japan. Because that's not the experience that I was actually raised upon. My experience was based on being born in San Diego and raised in TJ, but I have been influenced by specific Japanese things like anime and cartoons and, and language and, what, and, and food. But I, it's not a reason not to want to go to Japan. But the experience has not been molded for me to say, oh, I know everything about Japan unless I've studied it. Right. So I like how Jim Rohn actually says there's three things that you have to do in this life. You got to study, you got to practice and you got to teach it. 
So, and if you can't teach it, uh, we'll do it. <laughs> but <clears throat> either way, I mean, there's there's not much I really want to talk about more in philosophy, except that there's that consistent problems or the constant problem uh, that I call the problem of consciousness. If you're a conscious being, you will always question a nature of life that will force you to act upon on belief, uh, a solution that you believe has the best possible outcome to that quote-unquote problem. So I'd like to leave you a quote for this first part. Uh, this is one of the quotes that I wrote. Uh, Everything that is when and where will start here and now. Everything that is when and where, everything that is when and where will start here and now. That was part one, guys. Thank you so much for watching it. If you did find any value, please share this video. I would really appreciate it. If you do have any feedback, I would most definitely appreciate feedback. And I hope you guys get to enjoy part two where I talk about uh, stoicism and existentialism, which are the two philosophies that I relate. All right. Thank you so much for watching again, and I hope to see you very soon. Thanks. Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and listeners, thank you very much for joining and listening to On the Run with Sal. This is the show where I talk about running, philosophy, and a whole lot of everything. Previously, on episode two, part one, I was talking about what is philosophy from my perspective. Now, on this second episode, part two, I actually talk about the philosophies that I relate to, what I've learned in school, what I was taught, and what I do practice or try to practice on a daily basis. So the two philosophies that I relate to in this life for me, either reading books or uh, going to philosophical class or philosophy class, uh, <laughs> it are Stoicism, which is the, well, let's see how exactly wrote down these notes. Stoicism is the philosophy of virtue, tolerance, and self-control. And the other philosophy that I relate to is existentialism, which existentialism can be summed up in a very nice and simple manner. Existence precedes essence. So in one philosophy, I'm trying to better myself. And in the other philosophy, I'm trying to identify myself, give myself a defined significant meaning. So let's get started with the first one on how I better myself with Stoicism. As I did previously mention, the terminology is the philosophy that practices virtue tolerance and self-control, right? When you try to practice virtue tolerance and self-control, you have to learn wisdom. Most importantly than that is to know what things are and what benefit they actually do have. The other thing that Stoicism has is temperance, is how do you stay in mindful calmness? How do you stay in mindful calmness? It's very important to be able to, to control the way that you will react to, to things. Even if they are reacting to you in a negative way, you have to react back into the best self-control manner possible. And then you have to also identify what justice is, what is good and what is bad. Well, when you actually do have that ability to identify what justice is, that's when you can act upon with the better choices from the, the, the happenings of life, 
right? If, if something bad happens to you, you have to react the best way possible. So even though some people, based on what they feel, they can't control themselves, that's, I mean, I can accept that. That is completely understandable. However, if you learn how to let your emotions run your life, you don't have full control of yourself because when you actually control your emotions, you know what the response, the, the proper response is, the quickest response is, the one that actually has the most efficiency for the better outcome afterwards. If you take too long with your emotions, you cannot act responsibly uh, to the most efficient manner possible. The, and I mean, that's that's what it actually says here. The idea is that you want to present yourself ethically, morally, virtuously, build character, respect others as you present yourself with respect. And that is the aspect of tolerance and being uh, and having control over the ignorance of, of others. But the better person is the one who acts better, who feels better, who thinks better. And I mean... Even, even the quote that I have back there, it's, it's great. It actually says, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. I mean, as perceivers in this life, philosophically, we most lean. Uh, the game of life is in our minds with our physical component that we get to interact with in this life it's it's phenomenal and i mean i don't want to get into that stuff yet but we we have to think we're, we're consistently thinking we never stop thinking and the more important part of of thinking in a, in the best scenario based on the most negative outcome is that you should be your best self possible under the most control you possibly can. I mean, there's a there's a lot of notes that I do have here. And more importantly than not, you want wisdom for the benefits of thought and understanding. You want tolerance to be able to understand the external happenings of the world. You want justice to see if it affects you in a positive way in a negative way and more importantly than not you want to courageously act the best way possible so i'll go back with that quote because it was great and we'll end uh, stoicism there uh, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts so your virtue your morality your ethics how do you think of those things through when something terribly goes wrong because there's an important that you still really need to understand rather than not so now existentialism simone de beauvoir she wrote a book called the ethics of ambiguity and as i did previously summarized what existentialism actually is existentialism existence precedes essence meaning you have to live in this life before you can essentially become the person, the character that you want to be. And there's many, many different ways of viewing this, this philosophy, which I want to go into more detail. Right now, it's just how do I relate to Stoicism and existentialism, right? Well, existentialism, uh, previously just saying that, it, pretty much what it says is 
Every single person exists to build their essence through the experience based on their choices as he or she freely chooses and decides what they want out of this life. So that is what Simone de Beauvoir does say uh, in her book, The Ethics of Ambiguity, probably one of the best philosophical books I've read. I, I truly believe that the, the, the idea of existentialism should be, I don't want to say fundamental, but the, the way to perceive life existentialistically is that you do have uh, and a, you have an innateness to identify your 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 meaning on uh, on what this what this world actually has to offer. I mean, there's a lot of things that I do want to talk about existentialism here. I mean, the and I do want to talk specifically about the title, the ethics of ambiguity. Ethics means that there's principles that have values. Ambiguity means that there is unclear or there's no exact definition. So the unclear or unexact definition of values and values for humanity, most of the time can be seen in cultures. It can be seen in traditions, social norms, and also the respect for others. How do you value your presentation on the respect for others? Uh, hmm. Ambiguity. I mean, I, I really like ambiguity. It's a, it's a, it's a way of, of using vague. It's a way of using unclear. But it's, it's just so great. I mean, one of the notes that I did write down here, ambiguity means that there is no specific way to define anything, in which case there is no need for those cultural values, traditions, social norms, or respect for others have to be universal, simply because humans are free-willing, autonomous beings that can choose and decide for themselves. Now, I mean, I did previously just say that, but now in a little bit more detail. Existentialism is not based on the idea that people are born with a set essence and that any action that that is taken is because of that essence, right? So previously in, in, in the foundations of philosophy, the days of Aristotle, the days of Socrates, uh, Plato, th those days they said, you're born with your soul. You are that person because you're supposed to be that person. The, the, the design of God said you will be that person no matter what. But now, as time does come along, you do have, well, I mean, there is a sense of freedom to choose exactly what you want to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. However, you do have to notice how the world does press on what it does offer to see how you react to it. And I think that's very important to actually have as a with a stoic mindset towards the essential being that you want to become. So I think that's going to be it for me. Uh, the episodes that I did write previously was what is philosophy, just the basic ideas of it. And then this second part is what I relate to in philosophy, stoicism, because you get to practice your virtues, your ethics, and your morality. And existentialism is because you identify and you seek to classify yourself or, 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 or find your essence while you're in this life seeking it. 
So with that said, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, friends and listeners. I hope you did actually enjoy this video. Uh, I'm enjoying doing these videos, and I hope you can also give me a little bit of feedback so that you can help me out and see how I can actually make these things better. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next time. Later.